Hey guys, Matt, Seth, and Gabe here to talk about the post Open Cycle 2 podcast. We're going to go into what's coming up at this cycle. Uh, Seth, you're the mastermind here, so you want to start us off? Uh, I would love to. Uh, so... First of all, welcome back to all the uh, regionals athletes who are not taking the next step to the games. There's a whole lot of you guys that are probably itching to jump back on board. So this will be kind of the first um, cycle that you'll jump into before we get into kind of on-season training. So uh, if you haven't followed post-open cycle one, we'll kind of go over what uh, the cycles are in the off-season really quick. So we want people to back down the volume and step up the intensity during the workouts, but also we want people to have a chance to actually clean up some of their movements. So practice the gymnastics that may have cost them in the open or regionals, uh, learn how to cycle a barbell better, learn how to either get comfortable under heavy weight for longer periods of time. Uh, you name it, all the aspects of CrossFit, uh, something failed you somewhere along the line, and now's an opportunity for you to clean it up uh, before we start to step the volume back up later on in the year. So that's kind of, unless you guys think of something else, that's basically the point yeah. of um, post-competition programming, so the post-open or post-regionals. So the regionals guys are coming back in after spending the last month, basically, or two months prepping for uh, those six workouts with dumbbells. So things, are, yeah. things will be different again. Um, first and foremost, the warmups, most of them are rep accumulation. We do have one day a week of weakness warmup stuff. And again, it's nothing crazy. It's the 2K row, uh, the longer bike, the 2K ski, the mile run, things like that you'll find. Do you want to go into what rep accumulation is really quick? Because we have some Why new don't people you? probably, well, essentially yeah. what we're looking to do here, the rep accumulation is to get you guys comfortable with bigger sets of movements. I know some of you guys are new to the blog. You may see things like doing sets of 20 kettlebell swings or walking on your hands for 30 feet or 40 feet. The idea here is in a warmup, the intensity is lower. You get a chance to practice these movements outside of the Metcon demand because a lot of you want to put skills into workouts that you're not quite ready for. And what right. that does is it ends up killing your workout. Yes, you did a hundred foot handstand walk in the workout, but it took you 20 minutes to do a 10 minute workout. You've missed the point. So here's right. a chance to practice some of that stuff outside of the Metcon. And on, and on top of practice, a lot of the movements we pick are long range of motion movements so that you just can kind of get everything moving well ready before to go. you go yeah. into something. Ready to go. I was just going to say, I, I've seen a couple people posting like their times on the warm-ups. If you see four <laughs> steady rounds thing. of something, just make sure that that's the focus. That if there's a movement in there, if it's even if it's like something like light front squats, that you're worried about sitting back, maybe uh, tempo and bouncing out of the bottom. Right. You know, getting better at the movement. So. And we'll put in like goblet squats with a two-second pause at the bottom. So if you're going for time on that like yeah. you're missing <laughs> killing it like strict pull-ups in <laughs> a rep accumulation i'd rather you take your time and do like tempo strict pull-ups and really feel that than well some of these guys can treat these pieces as maybe a little additional accessory work too if something like that they is kind of are yeah, yeah they sort of are warm up the yeah. joints and get some accessory work in so so the, so the warm-ups aren't perfect but they're there and they're meant to be taken sort of serious and they will help set you up for the rest of the day's training uh conditioning just the straight up conditioning is basically the classic Metcon style that you probably know from us in the past, or um, I mean, it's just really classic. It's CrossFit. I wasn't going to say that <laughs> word. Classic fitness training. <laughs> Cross training. Fit. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's what it is. Um, and one day a week, this is kind of the bonus fun. I figure everyone could use a little uh, hero wad in their life, especially in the summertime. So every Friday or day four, depending on when you do day four, uh, day four will be a uh, hero wad a week. So a lot of people really like that. And we thought uh, last cycle was a, a benchmark a week, like a classic benchmark. This cycle will step it up a notch and make it a hero wad, make you guys go a little longer. 
probably be fun. People seem to have fun with it. I talked yeah. to a lot of athletes like who are it. like, it was really cool to test Jackie or test Fran that I haven't tested in years. So, you know, these aren't as common, but they're a chance to get outside because a lot of them have running. A lot of them are long. Yes. A chance to be outside and, you know, enjoy your training in the summer. It's it's too hard. Well, it's not hard to program grinders, but it's too hard to come up with something original that almost seems ridiculous to put into programming. And then people go, what the hell was that? But if you just pick some of the most ridiculous hero wads out there and people put them all in, about it. people go all, all in on them, right? Yeah. So they don't even question it. What's funny? too is you look at some of the the reps on the hero wads or whatever and and i mean even three years ago four years ago they were crazy ridiculous it's like nobody yeah. could do that yeah. many reps I and with Tommy like, v, yeah. yeah now people are like flying through these very things, true so, um it'll be cool to see what people's times are on those yeah um and so from conditioning that's a whole section in itself classic metcons the other side of the conditioning will do this cycle will be interval work so someone wants to jump in and talk about that oh some sure. interval work yeah so um, in the past cycle, post-open cycle one, we had interval work and it's typically what we call bitchinastics, which is blending some type of model structural conditioning like a run, a row, a burpee, a double under, or a bike with something gymnastics based. Um, we're going to continue that trend two days a week. So the same style, um, but we're all going to add two extra days now um, of straight up bitch work. So if you've ever been um, in our program in the past in cycle one, cycle two, cycle three, where it's a big part of our program. We're going to do straight up bitch work. And what that means is you're going to be sitting on a rower for repeats. You're going to be sitting um, on a bike for repeats, maybe a skier, might be doing running repeats, running. double unders, burpees. You're going to get comfortable with those movements. And, you know, we hear a lot of good feedback when we go to regionals and whatnot. And people are like, man, that really changed my game over the past, you know, year. So chance to do that two days a week. You'll see it more down the road. Um, and the last change is going to be that same idea with the bitch gymnastics, but now with a barbell, right? We see a lot of athletes who maybe are too comfortable with singles and maybe don't push the pace on touch and go reps. So a chance to do that after a little bit of fatigue to see how well you can cycle a barbell, whether that's a hang clean or a hang snatch or a deadlift or any one of those movements. So I'm just going to say something about the bitch work while it's fresh in everybody's mind. Event six. Okay. (laughs) The bike, people say you don't win or lose on the bike, but that bike sets the sets the, the pace, sets yeah. the tone for yeah. the whole rest of the workout. If you you have to sprint, if you get off the bike, you're one of the first off the bike, and you feel good going to the burpee box jump. If you were in that position, you almost didn't lose to anybody. You look at a lot of our athletes who did super well in that workout. It's because we push those really short, intense intervals over and over and over again. The people that were able to push on the bike but got off and felt like they were drunk, basically, like they, their legs turned to stone. It was over for them. They're getting no reps on D-ball. They're slow on the burpees. These sort of things really, if you can handle the monostructural things and you can handle them well and move hard through them and continue to do other things, it changes the whole game. It was very cool to see athletes that follow our stuff at regionals. You see them do the bike and, you know, they've just been like, hey, I've done that before. Not a big deal. And they know what they can do after that, which is the cool part. You know, one thing you talk about a lot with training is learning these experiences. You've sprinted 30 cows on the bike before. You know what it feels like. You know what that should feel like going into the next movement. So it's a chance to get some experiences here. And I think there's so much benefit to doing something like that. Experience is huge with it because what I saw with, uh, I mean, it just develops a mentality. People that I talked to back there, they were ready for the bike. They said, oh, it's 30 calories. I can go really hard on that. I've done that before and felt confident about it. That's it, confidence. It was confidence to go on and move on. It's the people who are like, oh, 30 or 25 calories. I could go hard on that, but I might fall fall off after. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like those people just... Fell off. That's exactly what I was going to say. All the all the athletes 
through all the regions we coached and we talked about the final. I can't think of a single misfit athlete that was like, oh no, that bike. Everyone's right. like, yes, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yep. It's going to suck, but I'm going to be able to crush this. Like every single one of them. And it's because they put themselves through this over and over again. So anyway, I just wanted to, Yeah, I, I think I, you I covered did. the rest of the interval stuff anyway. Yeah, more or uh, less. I think yeah. We, we hit it. Gabe, you want to talk about accessories before sure. I hit the strength stuff? Um, so for accessories, a couple of things. We're going to continue uh, I- implementing some templates, and we're writing uh, – we have two new templates that we wrote. Three. Um, three. Sorry. Actually, four, but we're only using well, three. three. Yeah. Maybe four they new cover, ones on the site. Cover two, yes, four yeah, three. templates that cover two topics, uh, right. one, uh, two that are specifically for the muscle-ups and um, two that are for Olympic lifting. So um, before I talk about those templates, I want to make sure that you guys uh, kind of approach these right? Um, and this time of year, uh, it's really all about uh, readdressing what kept you out of regionals. And so if you take these things seriously and remember that it's not about how much you do and, and uh, fixing everything, but fixing the most important things, I think this is kind of, this kind of goes in line with that. So um, with that, the muscle up templates that you're going to have uh, an opportunity to do, there are two templates. One is for volume. Um, and so if you look at an event like, uh, was it event five um, with the 45 muscle ups? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if you really struggled with that, you have good muscle ups, but you just you know can't lock out the dip after a certain amount or whatever, um, this would help with that. And uh, that will be on the regular programming. And then the uh, hatchet will have a muscle up strength program, which will help you develop the things that you need to do um, to either achieve muscle ups or to just get stronger in certain positions, dips, pulling, you know, strict pulling, you know, uh, things like that. So you'll have an opportunity to implement those into your, um, your training. Um, in terms of the Olympic lifting, uh, everybody will have an Olympic lifting technique, uh, day and that's on saturday every week is yep. that right yeah day five um, whatever day five. it ends up being um, yep and, and so you'll have a chance to um get back to uh f- working on your technique in the olympic lifts making sure that's all sound before we really jump into in the next cycles um loading up on the weight and basically the technique work is just it's a it's a template that drew put together and it's just uh like we always teach olympic lifting at camps or really anywhere we teach it we always teach from the top down so it's really mastering power position learning the high hang and then letting the bar come down a little lower to you know mid thigh and learning how to pull from there then learning how to pull from knee and working down so it's just making sure that we're hammering home these uh good reps good range of motion building good habits and that's what it is because there's plenty in the strength as they'll hear in a minute there's plenty of olympic lifting but this is a time to really slow it down and focus yeah those are the type of things that if you're lifting heavy um it's really hard to think about those things you might pass the you know a certain position and not you know oh i missed it i didn't and think right. about it i was just thinking about how heavy this feels or whatever so um working on those those sound mechanics and will help and then you get you have some other accessory work some uh some grip stuff you'll have uh odd object carry which is awesome um, a lot of that yeah that time under tension that figuring things out that's uh that this is the perfect time for it because now it's a better weather usually in in most most parts of the world now and uh you can get outside uh Man, that, that odd object carry and test week is going to be so much fun. What is it? I won't, I'm not giving away your secrets. Oh, I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to. Nah. It's going to be fun, though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically the accessory stuff. Um, <clears throat> lastly, we get a chance to play with something really cool in the strength. We have never implemented it. I know it's been slightly implemented in other CrossFit programs before. It was big slightly big. It took off for a little bit, a couple years back, and then it's kind of died out again. And it's something that um, 
we're going to try to bring back a little bit. So um, we always talk about cleaning up the squat and we talk about moving really, really well. We ban you guys at certain times a year from using like knee sleeves and lifters and things to make sure you're moving better. Um, but we're going to actually train the squat a little differently this cycle. And we're going to use a couple uh, power lifting movements to um, kind of start to build that back up. And so we're going to use the box squat. And I know a lot of you guys are familiar with it. You've seen it, but you may never have even played with it. Or if you did play with it, you may not have done it right. So what we're doing is um, we're trying to team up with Mark Bell. Mark is going to put out uh, at least one or maybe a couple instructional videos to give you some tips on how the strongest gym in the West, Super Training, uh, teaches their box squatting out there. So we'll post those up uh, on the days that box squat comes up. And uh, we'll have you guys start to practice a new way of squatting. Um, you'll be able to load up the bar pretty significantly, knowing that that box is going to be about at parallel, uh, that uh, the parallel squat or whatever, um, as you drive back up. But we'll post more technique stuff. A lot of it will be speed work. There'll be some heavier days, but a lot of it will be speed work and, and learning a new skill. The other Olympic, uh, excuse me, the other powerlifting movement we're going to go over is the sumo deadlift. So we spent the last few months uh, slowing down everybody's traditional deadlift, the no bounce, as Sherb calls it, deadlifting in a library, um, really quiet, really controlled deadlifting. We're going to keep that, but we're going to change the stance. So we're going to open up your feet and have you pull sumo style. Uh, same rules are going to apply, and uh, we'll just kind of train it in a different way, play with it for uh, six, seven weeks, and and see what comes of it. If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, eventually... That's what CrossFit's all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to... We're so going to say there's a time hit, and place for everything. Yeah. And I think now is a great time to be doing this because if you look at the squat, like a box squat forces you to really sit back and reach for the box. It, it forces you to really engage your hamstrings a lot more. And you see so many people that are like, do that more like upright, torso, kind of hip slide forward, bounce, you know, bounce out of the bottom type Relying squat. Relying on the uh, ankle flexibility yeah, as and, opposed to... And so it just yeah. lets you do, you know, work some different muscles same with sumo deadlift i mean we played with this the other like at, at pillar camp and yep. it's like man i haven't done this really ever and you know the things that you have to think about the things that you can develop by just you know changing your positioning um will go a long way to build strength and accessorize for when you actually what if they let you to- pull sumo sometime that could be at a cross right. competition yeah, absolutely say hey you can pull sumo and you never have and you could deadlift Maybe if you practice 100 pounds more with sumo, you could. You definitely can so if you. Yeah, it's definitely worth playing and with. The other yeah. thing I want to mention too is that it's like uh, it, without really changing things up, if you're just doing the same thing. For example, for me, for deadlift, um, this is actually something I'm really curious to see how it translates to my, you know, just non sumo deadlift, my regular deadlift. Yeah. Because for forever, I've been struggling with the deadlift. I've been trying to uh, make technical uh, corrections, but it's more about like torso angle, whatever. You know, my feet stay the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how will actually developing strength in a different way translate to this. So I think that a lot of people will learn that if you just do the same thing over and over again, sure, you'll get a little bit stronger at it, but I think changing it up I, I truly way. believe the majority of people will be shocked when they do a full cycle of sumo deadlifting and then go back and pull what traditional. Happens? They're going to yep. pull a 50 pound PR on the traditional deadlifting and go, how did that happen? And it's going to be, well, we just train new muscles that you've been neglecting forever. The sumo deadlift high pull is fine. The once every four weeks it comes up in the program. Very, very lightweight. But yeah, (laughs) it's very light and it's different. Like, let's load it up and see what happens. And we know people pull well over a thousand pounds in sumo stance. So like the potential is huge. So, um, yeah. And then, so those are the two power lifts we're going to go over. I guess you'd call them the slow lifts. And we do actually want them slow and controlled, except for the days that we call for speed work. Um, which will be specifically um, written in there. We'll have uh, two days of Olympic lifting, 
And uh, one day will be the full Olympic lifting. This cycle will be complex work, really basic, not a ton of reps, two, three, four reps at the most. Um, and they'll sort of prog- the complexes will progress through the cycle. And the opposite day will be power work again. So power snatch, power clean, push jerk. And then we'll have a day of pressing. So every day five, we'll have uh, alternating between bench press and strict press. Um, it's really basic. It's really simple. That's the strength work. Uh, we don't want to give you a ton of lifts. We want you to focus on the pieces that we do give you and allow you guys to improve both uh, strength and skill. So that's what uh, I think the about. keeping the, the volume very low this time of year is important, too, because we yeah. are, after the CrossFit Games, going into the, the meat and potatoes of the season, which is cycle one. So you want to spend this time cleaning things up, improving your technique, building your engine, because even though you're only doing two or three pieces, you can really build a serious engine while these pieces oh, absolutely. with great intensity so that when cycle one comes up, you're not beat to shit. And you're like, what the hell? You expect me to squat three days a week now? I just beat the shit on myself for the last eight weeks. Like You actually have a chance to recover and be ready for that. And if you spend this cycle uh, dedicated to cleaning up your movement, spending time focusing on your accessory work and your, your templates if you're working on those, yeah. whether that's the skill of the uh, volume accumulation, you're going to find that you're ready for cycle one. And when cycle one comes around, you're not going to hurt yourself in the first few weeks because the volume's going to smack you in the face and you're moving poorly. So. You just reminded me of two things. The first thing is the templates that uh, Gabe talked about. So the templates are in there and there are specific days of the templates that have been chosen to be plugged in that fit with the program. However, this is off-season training. So if you have a glaring weakness, this is the time to use a complete template. So you could really go in there and take the complete muscle-up template, one of two, the Olympic lifting template, one of several, and there's a whole bunch on this squatting template. There's a whole bunch of templates that we have available on the, on the pro tier. Go in there. If you think there's something you can address specifically, you can change the accessory work to just work those templates three, four days a week and the one day that's still left open. You can take the most important accessory left over that you didn't hit that week and plug it in that day. But if you do think that there are glaring weaknesses, you absolutely should use the an accessory template. That's why we have them. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, you can do that. The other thing I'll say is Sherb talked about building the engine. One thing that we are doing the cycle, and I made a point to do it, is there is a lot of running. I can hear the grumbling oh. instantly. Yeah, there's a lot of running in conditioning, in the intervals, in everything. I have running scattered all over. Um, and it's on purpose. It's not that I didn't have any other ideas. It's that I want people to get comfortable with running. The more I watch this sport and the more I see how the lack of running afflicts so many CrossFitters and the, when people say there's a running workout and people get upset about it, like it should be a gimme. I'm thinking like, if you're going to really progress in the sport, running should be something you go, Oh sweet. A run like that's easy. You should, there's other things that you should have to fear in this sport. Running should never be one of them, and it just still is for so many athletes. I think changing that mental mental ability of what running feels like, or how you attack a running workout versus how you attack a rowing workout or doubling workout, is a huge part of this too. Like, Absolutely. Once you learn that it's not that bad, if you do it a few times, that's how you get better at it. You don't, if you always say, "Hey, it's a running workout. It's not nice out today. I'll stay inside." Like, right. You're not going to get better at it. And like you said, you watch the CrossFit Games; it ends up being a pretty big part of it. And that trickles down to the rest of your training. You should be confident and comfortable when you run at, you know, a high percentage of your mile pace. Or right. And we're not pace. stupid. We know there's not going to be running in the open. And we know that a lot of people aren't ever going to get to regionals. We know. We know how many people come to the site and there's just not enough slots at regionals for all of you guys. So we know how many people aren't going. Still, it's such a huge part of fitness That's for people. A primal to, movement. It I mean, is for people to, <laughs> to dread a run. It just it blows my mind. And the more I hear the grumblings about it, the more I'm gonna keep putting it in because it's just 
It's crazy to me. And I might be biased because I actually like running and I know a lot of people hate it, but it's just like you well, said, I mean, the it's conditioning so response you can get out of it is, is it's, it applies to everything. We're going to so. run. Uh, one of the things I, I did want to mention kind of as we wrap this up is um, in talking with Drew a little bit um, and, and with you guys spending the last three weeks at regionals, um, the key word that, uh, that comes to mind and, and what's the difference between the people that were at regionals, the people that did well and are continuing on to the games, and those of you who are not going to regionals, who are just missing out or in that middle boat, um, is consistency. And it, it there are too many people out there putting a full or committing to putting a full training year together saying, Hey, I just missed out or I want to be there next year. I'm going to start with it today. And that doesn't mean you, you do everything every day. It means that you really identify what is it that is holding you back and attack that with every ounce of your being. And we're giving you the opportunity to do that here. And the people who do that, the people who take that seriously, are going to be at regionals. We're going to see you. We're going to be high-fiving you. We're going to be flashing your shoulders and hopefully getting you to the games. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are not it's taking it seriously, for, for those of you who are pretending, um, you're going to be right back where you were next yeah, year. Yeah, there's so. no question. There's no question. And and we can see, I mean, it's, it's really clear the people that put in one hard day of work and then they get so beat up from it that the next three days suffer and they make excuses like... If you really think about it, you know right away if you're one of those people or not. Like, we always talk about scaling and adjusting the volume so that you can put the intensity in to get better. You could do two pieces a day really hard and get in really good shape. I mean, if your goal is a regionals, eh, you'd have to step that up eventually, but you could right. start there. I sure. mean, that's a jumping off point, you know? Um, but yeah, you're right. Being consistent in, in your efforts, I guess you exactly. could say. Not, yeah. not just showing up to the gym and going through the motions. Being right. consistent in effort, which is, yeah. I mean, it becomes obvious to us. We see who's doing it and who's not. And I mean, just everybody's looking for that, that magic. Oh, what's, what's so-and-so doing that's different than what I was doing? Right. They're going a little bit harder than you. They're, they're taking it more seriously than they you. They care more. It means more to them. Right. right. Yeah. So just, just think about that as you go through um, to put meaning to the cycle. Yeah. Any last words? Yeah, if you're new to the site, go to our site and comment on the blog, right? We don't want to see you guys following. One thing that kind of falls off as we go into the off-season is people start to fall off the blog and not post anymore. Post your scores there. Find some people to compete against. Um, you know, not everybody's lucky enough to have training partners every single day. Find some friends. Get on there. Talk some shit. Get better at CrossFit. Good luck, guys. Till next time. See you.